Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. I want to win now. We let our guys know that no matter what, as long as there's time on the scoreboard, we're going to play. We're not a team of quitters. Coach Prime isn't playing. Our athletes in the swag got to go out and give the people what they want. I do know that there's good football in the swag. You can go to any school, any university, and get your head beat. I had Johnny Manziel at the quarterback, Mike Evans as the receiver. Simone Biles doesn't owe anyone anything. I mean, can he really come in, learn a playbook? and start and be productive this year? Probably not. I'm not going to give you full value for it. If she tells you for whatever reason she can't do it, then you have to respect that she can't do it. If she could do it, she would absolutely go out there and give it her best. They're clearly not prepared for such a match. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three... And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Mama, there goes that man. You ladies and gentlemen, star of our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad to be with you. So glad that you have joined us. And if this is your first time, welcome aboard. And I'm going to tell you about a few ways that you can be more interactive. And then I'll tell you uh, what we have coming up. And then we'll bring it to you. How about that? Uh, To start off with, if you are new, you can go to wadeswordproductions.com. And check out past episodes and look around and peruse the site for other things that we're involved in. That's Wade's Word Productions. Also, we want to be interactive. And we can do that in a way by allowing you guys to call and making available a sports line. And we do have a sports line available to you guys at 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. You can leave a message. And ask a question, a comment, make a comment, anything you want to uh, have conveyed or talked about or even discussed on the podcast. If you have something, some interesting takes, we want to get those on the podcast. So, again, give us a call on the sports line. Also, you can always interact with us on social media, on Facebook. The Sports Talk with Devin Wade group, that's a fun way to just check out the day-to-day, what's going on, who's posting what, and maybe a little trash talk from time to time, whatever you want to get into. The Sports Talk with Devin Wade group on Facebook, and of course, I'm always tweeting at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D on Twitter, at Wade's Word. So all of those ways are ways that you can be interactive. So again, welcome back. We have a fun show for you as uh, we had a chance to catch up with our guy, King. T. Terrence Harris recently talked a lot about the Texans, really a lot about Deshaun Watson. I'm going to make some comments on that. We're going to get to uh, some headlines. Going to hear from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy on the mix. We'll have a Lamont Award for the big dummy of the episode. And we will get on the soapbox. I want to complain about some things. So with that, let's get started with some Headlines. Well, before we get into the happenings on the football field and the fields of play and all of that good stuff, guess what? 
my new t-shirts are in and i'm gonna make those available and when we do some remotes you'll have an opportunity to win some buy some support the program by getting a sports talk with devin wade t-shirt so it's, it's better than the last ones these are better than the last ones as uh, we'll get more merch as things uh, progress and utilize that as a tool to sort of uh, gain support financial support for the program and i'll tell you a little bit about libera pay a little bit later on also if you are interested in fantasy football Hit me up, Devin at WadesWordProductions.com, or hit me up on Twitter. Anywhere you can contact me, contact me, let me know as I am about to reactivate the league and get out uh, sort of invitations. If you want to do the pick them with us, what you pick every week on uh, ESPN. You can do that, and that's a whole lot of fun. And that's, uh, that, I mean, hey, there are a lot of bragging rights, and there'll be a, some sort of gift for the winner at the end. So that is happening. So hit me up, either call the sports line or hit me up at devinwadeswordproductions.com. Just shoot me an email, tweet me at wadesword. However you want to reach out to me, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group, and uh, you can be a part of it so we can get ready for it because I am ready for the fantasy aspect of football. I'm I'm ready for football period. It's going to be a very busy time doing Texas Southern football for the, what, 30th year, whatever it is. I mean, just a, a lot of years doing Texas Southern Tiger football. Excited about swag football. Excited about the season. So I'll be traveling a little bit more this year with the Tigers. and But nonetheless, I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about the NFL. And if you are a Houston Texans fan, and, and we're not going to talk a lot about them, I don't think, throughout the year. Uh, but among the other development, a number of developments around uh, the NFL after one preseason game, which, again, these are more important because there are only three of them. And so it'll be interesting to see what teams try to get out of the second game and what is their approach to the third preseason game. Again, now we're going to 17 games now for the regular season. So you can throw some of the records that will fall out of the window. You can throw some some stuff that will be broken. You'll be like, oh, I never thought that would be broken. Well, it'll be broken because you add an additional game. So you may see uh, more 2,000-yard rushes than probably you would have in 16 games. Maybe, maybe not. And, and maybe other stats will be just sort of inflated with that extra game. And we haven't really talked about that uh, extra game and what your takeaway is uh, about the 17th game. Sort of an odd thing. You have winning or losing record. There's no no 500. So I have my own ideas about what the NFL should do if they're going to expand uh, their season. And obviously they made, they've made their decision, so they know what they want to do. But I have my own idea. I have several ideas that would help the NFL. But as it pertains to the Texans, I think the thing that stands out to me, and when you look uh, at the makeup of this team and how it has been put together, I think you just look at it and say, hey, this is a professional football team. You have a lot of veteran guys that are on one-year deals. You have a lot of guys who have they're – not, uh, they're not even close to the most inexperienced team in the NFL. You have a lot of veterans on this team, starting with, again, a professional quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. I've been rooting for this guy since Cleveland when he got dinged and then they put in Baker Mayfield and they never looked back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he came back. And they never look back. Same thing sort of happened in San Diego. Well, not San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers uh, with Justin Herbert, which, again, that was that's a beast right there. 
he was he was gonna get the job at some point. He's just that good. But then he had the thing where his lung was punctured by the team physician, and he was good about it. I don't know what the settlement was, but he didn't play anymore the rest of the year, and he didn't sue the team or the team doctors. He didn't. He was a good soldier. He's a good, solid, professional football player. So in that regard, I don't think the Texans are a team that will be really embarrassed a lot. I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they're going to win a lot. And I have to say, I'm rooting for David Culley. He's about their life. He's embraced this. He's enthusiastic. He's energetic. The guys have bought in. Lovey Smith had that defense flying around. Now, again, I am not going to belabor a lot of uh, Texans talk. I'm just not going to go through the Texans a lot and, and belabor the point on where they are in the season and what they are because I don't think there will be very much to look at. I think that's a two-team division, and maybe with Carson Wentz being down, maybe it's just a it's Tennessee and the rest of the game. We'll have to see what happens. But, boy, they add Julio Jones. That's going to be something to see. Corey Davis leaves, but you have A.J. Brown and uh, Julio Jones. You have Derrick Henry. It, it does, I mean, look, that is an exciting team. Uh, that's an exciting team to watch. There's certainly a number of questions that we want answered. And, and I ask you guys this on Facebook, and you can leave me a message. What questions are you looking forward to having answered in the 2021 football season? Is it, can Tom Brady do it again? Is that a question you guys have? What is Dak Prescott's health situation? And, and can he be who we think he is now that he's gotten his money? Which one of the rookie quarterbacks is going to step up and play big? What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? And so uh, the latest developments, Rusty Harden. And again, it's not really a development other than we now know that the FBI has been involved. And they are looking into possible extortion by one of uh, Deshaun Watson's accusers. Now, uh, a lot is going on. The traffic, the sex trafficking division of HPD is looking into it. And it's, this is not going away anytime soon. And I guess the only development that really sort of took up a lot of space was the fact that Deshaun was coming off the field, and they tape him, they film him, but he's not really participating. He's around, he'll run, he'll stand in different positions, he'll run with the fourth team, he'll just, he's around kind of off on his own. It's kind of really weird what they have him doing. And since then, I think that they're starting to to, to change that and try to get, keep him off to the side. But he was coming off the field, and he was like, well, why are you filming me? It's the same every day. And, boy, you would have thought that he just... He lost his cool and exploded on the media. He just in passing, he was like, It's you know, why are you feeling? There's nothing to see here. Except that Deshaun has to not be so naive. You have to understand what it is. You're the number one passer in the NFL last year. Yards. More yards than anybody else in the NFL last year. You are one of the top five up and coming. I and mean, if you take Aaron Rodgers and some of the veterans out of it and Tom Brady and you take those guys, you're a top five guy that's the future faces what would have been the face of the future for the NFL. You're that guy. You are like uh Dabo Sweeney said, you you're the Michael Jordan of football. This is what they have claimed. I mean, you know, there's a lot of excitement and, and deservedly so he's an exciting player to watch. So you have to know that whatever you do it's going to be scrutinized. You're going to have cameras on you. I don't care if you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. 
the cameras are going to be on you because you are the number one story by far in Houston. You're the face of this franchise and everything is in shambles in part because of what is happening with your situation. And what struck me is how this is almost like a, a Tyler Perry movie or something or just where you just see a lifetime movie where you just see the arc of a guy's life just being in a terrible, terrible way. This is a fall from grace that is straight out of Hollywood. I mean, you have a guy who's overcome all of the odds. This is the guy. He's reached the top. He signs his multi-million dollar deal. And what the Texans did that was so great was they zoomed in his family and everybody got a chance to congratulate him. And, you know, he got, what, $78 million guaranteed or whatever the, whatever the number was. And I just looked at those numbers today. So, I mean, he just signed a transformative contract that was secure financially to his family for generations. And everybody was, you know, even a little tear, you know, teared up a little bit because this was a good guy, one of the good guys. And now, through these accusations and the, the fallout with the team and the disarray about his future in this league, he's just fallen from grace in a major way. And that kind of puts the cherry on top of the exclamation point on the fact that, boy, he is really fallen. Now, let's hope, and, I, and let me say this, and I, I want to be delicate about these things. When I say let's hope that these things are not true, now, I'm not saying I, I you know, I, I, I want to dismiss the accusation. Whatever it is, it is, and whatever, if he's guilty, whatever should happen, should happen. But let's hope that this is some sort of misunderstanding and these accusations are, are not true, and maybe the guy can salvage some of his reputation. I, I suspect that he's staying for life by these accusations, whether they're true or not. But this is a but be dealt with in court for probably years and years to come, but it just, it's, it was so succinct that, boy, just a few months ago, this guy had the palm, the world in the palm of his hands. You know, now he's scrambling, and it, I think the pressure is clearly getting to him. He hasn't said anything, and uh, we'll get more into that with Terrence Harris a little bit later on. Also, Rocket Summer League. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So don't get excited. Not going into the NBA Summer League, but Jalen Green is going to be something to see. I mean, on the court, off the court, this is a young kid that's exciting to watch, and he has a lot to say. Now, I don't know where that's going to take us. This is going to be, buckle in, folks. This is going to be a wild ride with Jalen Green, but he's a ball player, and he's already pissed off everybody in Detroit. Uh, essentially, he said, hey, I wanted to be the number one pick. I didn't want to go to Detroit, though. <laughs> so I did not want to play in Detroit. I want to be number one because I want to be the number one player, but I didn't want to be in Detroit. And, and finally, uh, a couple of things. Tim Tebow. Look, Twitter got this man cut a week or two early. He he was not going to make the team as a tight end for the Jaguars, even with Urban Meyer as the head coach. He wasn't. But, boy, after the preseason game they had the other day, I'm talking about Twitter was like I in the sky, like 9,000. They were on this guy, and he had some horrible misses, some horrible uh, uh, whiffs on blocks. He just looked like he wasn't a football player. 
And maybe if he was just Joe Smith, that would have slid under the radar and he could have had another game or two. <laughs> but when everybody put him on blast and he was like the tr- uh, one of the leading trending topics <laughs> in the country on Twitter, yeah, I think Jacksonville said, well, yeah, we, we need to be taken serious. It's time to, to cut the strings with this guy. And so he's done, and maybe that'll be the end of hearing about Tim Tebow. But who knows? With the kind of privilege he has, he may try for the NBA. He may sign with LeBron. So I don't know. Finally, and headlines before we take a timeout, something tragic happened, of course, uh, for the University of Houston community. The track star Cameron Burrell, son of uh, head track coach and Olympian and just one of the greatest sprinters of all time, Leroy Burrell, his son committed suicide at the age of 26. And it's just been really heart-wrenching to see all that has gone on in the wake of his passing and just the love that his father uh, has for him posting old pictures there's not a, a lot of explanation to as to what why this happened and i'm sure that maybe the family has a m- little bit more knowledge of his mental health or what was going on but it's just sad and I, I really, really love what they're doing at U of H with Leroy Burrell and Carl Lewis is coaching those guys and the resurgence of U of H track. And uh, But more importantly, man, just the sad loss of a young person. You just don't know what it was about, but it, it was uh, a really a sad thing to see. So my prayers, my thoughts, and my prayers really are sincerely with the, the U of H track family and Leroy Burrell, Carl Lewis, and, and the Burrell family and all those who knew and loved that young man. So with that, going to take time out, come back on the other side. I'm going to climb aboard my soapbox, and we're going to hear from our guy from the Defender Network. Terrence Harris. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast anywhere you get your podcast. For past episodes or more content, go to wadeswordproductions.com. Your children are the most precious gift God has given you. Their well-being is of the utmost importance, and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is, well, non-negotiable. So why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages six weeks to five years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org. Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Welcome back, and I want to thank the folks at Brighter Brains. I want to remind you guys, if you want to advertise on the podcast and uh, bring your product, your whatever, whatever you have, your show, your concert, your your mute, whatever you want to do, if you want to advertise, just email us, advertise at wadeswordproductions.com. That's advertise at wadeswordproductions.com. Coming up, our conversation with Terrence Harris. But you know what? It's uh, It's been a couple of weeks, and so it's time for me to climb aboard my Soapbox. When we are together, we got power. And now it's time to get on the soapbox. 
you know, I don't want to join the chorus and get into the whole COVID thing and the vaccine and the mask thing. I don't want to do it. But y'all are forcing me to do it. And a couple things have happened in around, and around my life that, again, I just have to speak on this. And it, my brother has COVID now. My biscuit did not take the shot. And he has his reasons or had his reasons for whatever, you know, whatever his thing is. And I'm not quite sure we've had intense conversations about this and I don't have a clear understanding. And I hate to sort of even share this other than to let people know. I don't want to be, you know, sort of hypocritical about it and not share things that are that are happening in my life about that. But he didn't take it. And now he's he's sick. Now He's doing better. But it, it it got with him and it got with his family. And it's just a situation where a guy that I worked with for several years just refused to take the shot. And unfortunately, he succumbed to to the virus. He, he died, left two sons dead. So, I mean, you know, this is this is not a joke. And this is not about, oh, you know, I'm free to do. Just take the shot. Just that's all you have to say. I mean, it's just. It's that simple. You know, I, you don't. People have tried to hold folks' hands and explain to some some folks ad, ad nauseum about oh this. But at the bottom line, bottom line, just take the shot. Just, just take it. Protect, because you know why? Protect yourself. I don't want any of folks that come into contact that listen and support the podcast or anywhere to die from stupidity or, or whatever you got going on. And of course, people have pre-existing conditions and they can't take the vaccine. So we can want those of us who can, let's protect those uh, who can't protect themselves and and the kids. And this thing is is, is getting funky here, and uh, the booster shots are on their way, and uh, I will be in line for that. So whatever your belief is, I just want you here. You can you know your your ideology about a bunch of stuff is fine, but take the damn shot, please. Just please, let's keep each other safe. And uh, you know, biscuit, he'll be fine. I mean, I'm loving. That's my baby brother. I'm upset that he didn't, and I don't know what we haven't been able to broach the subject moving forward. But that's my guy, and I want him to be well, and I want all of you guys to be well. I want us to be well. I want it's stuff I want to do. And again, I am hypersensitive to this because I got sick right before the 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 outbreak of COVID with some respiratory stuff and it took me a long time to get right. And I don't know if it was COVID or not, but it, it scared me it, it, a situation where it was just so, it took so long to get well. And I it had a lot of different symptoms that I'd never had before. And so when COVID came, I'm like, Nope, I'm not playing with that. And we know that 600,000 folks have passed away. People are dying every day. And furthermore, folks can't even get into the hospital in Texas and Florida and Louisiana, Alabama. Can't get into the hospital, Missouri. And you have people actively working against folks trying to protect themselves. Now, again, these are my thoughts and opinions. They don't reflect the opinions of of anybody else on the podcast necessarily. But uh, I just wanted to say that. Please, come on, y'all. This is not rocket science. It really isn't. And at this point, with 180, whatever the number is, uh, how many, uh, 180 million Americans that have taken it. And say if something is in the vaccine and it's going to take all those 180 million people out, 
do you really want to be left with the ones who haven't taken the vaccine? <laughs> is this a world you really want to be a part of when when everybody you know is, you know, has succumbed to whatever conspiracy you have concocted in your brain about the vaccine? I don't know. It's just a terrible thing. And I want to get over this, and I'm frustrated. because I mean, I'm losing years of my life here not being able to do much. And getting out and talking to you guys is one reason why I want to get out. I want to do some remotes. And I thought we were close. I really thought we were close. We were close. Then the, the damn Delta variant came. So, hey, going to take time out, come back on the other side, and talk to our guy from the Defender Network, writer and uh, just columnist and editor, all the things that he's done and doing, Terrence Harris, on the other side. Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. thing you get a chance to check him out on soundcloud on instagram or around houston he's doing it in a major way and show him some love and let him know that you've heard him on the sports talk with devin wade podcast also if you have music if you're a fledgling artist or dj and you want a mix or song played and uh, heard from uh, heard by thousands of folks who listen to this podcast just hit us up music at wadeswordproductions.com that's music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. Just wanted to be radio edit. You know, we play all. We play all kinds of music and all kinds of mixes. We've had a number of DJs, so it's been fun, and uh, we want to get you guys involved with that, and it uh, it's a good way to get the word out on your music. Um, with that, I am going to get into a conversation uh, with a guy who, hey, he's coming out of his shell. I had a chance to talk to him uh, recently and get his take on Deshaun Watson and the Texans and what's going on with those folks. Here's our conversation with King T. King T back aboard the podcast. Man, now a great summer for you. Have you had a, a long summer vacation? Because we hadn't heard from you in a while. Man, it seems like a short, to be honest with you. Uh, 
I don't know where the time has gone, but yeah, it was, it was a good summer, but it was quick, man. It was quick. I mean, you know, with getting back into the swing of things with, with school and football and all these other good things. So, yeah, so, you know, the summer, except for the weather, the summer's over. Well, I know around these parts, we don't, it doesn't seem like we have a lot to look forward to in the fall as it pertains to NFL football, but you've uh, been covering the Texans. What do you take? What's your takes uh, and what, what's your takeaway from the first preseason game? And, and then we can get into Deshaun. But just this first preseason game, we actually saw live action against an opponent. We didn't see, of course, you didn't see everybody. We had some offensive linemen uh, missing from the game. Also, Aaron Rodgers, of course, and a, a bunch of uh, marquee players didn't play. But what's your takeaway? Well, my takeaway is that, you know, while there's not a lot being expected of the Texans this year, I don't, and I don't think they're going to win a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's not, that's not, that's what I'm saying. But I think that, you know, they'll be competitive. I mean, I think, you know, they've, they've improved the defense offensively. I mean, you don't have that superstar quarterback right now, but you got a guy who I think is serviceable and Tyrod Taylor, who definitely won't cause you to lose games. I mean, you know, and he can still make plays, and he knows his offense. He's worked with David Cully before, so he kind of knows they have that connection. So I think that it'll be a, an interesting season. Uh, I don't think you'll you'll have a lot of wins in, in the in the win column, but I mean, but I think that um, they'll they'll have their moments. And what I think they've chosen to do, of course, with all these veterans signing these one year deals, you brought in a, a lot of professional football players. So this is not an extremely young team. So from that standpoint, I think you're right in that, yeah, this is going to be a team that comes out prepared to play. And yes. they'll play tough. They won't be one of the worst teams in NFL history, but they may not win uh, very many games either. But the way they stack this team up with all these veterans, I mean, you have guys that have won in this league, that's been around uh, this league to several organizations. And then, of course, Cully is a career NFL guy. Let's get down to Deshaun Watson. Um, Obviously, he's not going to play. He didn't go to to travel to Green Bay. How do you think the Texans have handled this? And how how do you think Deshaun has handled this? Well, I think that both sides have handled this poorly, okay? Let's go out there and say that. I mean, you know, but at the same time, I don't think that this is bad as everyone thinks. I mean, you know, like yesterday it was like, oh, Deshaun's not here again. Something's wrong, blah, blah, blah. The sky's falling. No, that's not what was happening, guys. I'm like, come on. I mean, we, we've been out here watching this for the last couple of weeks. So you kind of get it. I mean, hey, Deshaun's going to show up because he's not trying to get fined. He's not trying to pay them $50,000 a day. So just because you don't see him doesn't mean that he's not there. And David Cullinan, they they had not been willing to really say that. They've been very evasive about everything and just not not ever really answering the question. But today, Cully finally did kind of say, no, Deshaun's been doing everything we've asked him to do. He's here. So he's that- not out on the field, but he's here. And that makes sense. I mean, Trust me, he he's somewhere in that building, or if he's not there, it's them asking him not to show up. It's not the other way around. And I think the only reason that they don't want him around is because it's a distraction. I mean, it looks bad. It's a bad look. The optics are horrible when you have one of the top ten quarterbacks in this league sitting there taking, you know, four-string reps, standing in as a safety from time to time, running back. You know, it's just silly. You don't you do not do that. It's more distracting, and, and, it's, and it's probably does more to hurt morale with the team too i mean by doing their quarterback like that so it's better not to have him out on the field if you're not going to use him if he's not competing for a job why have him there and, and that's my next question to you do you think that the, the, since he reported and he he's proven okay i'm here 
Shouldn't the Texans have just sent him home and said, okay, you report it, just go away, You're more of a distraction, like you said, and we won't find you, but you have indeed reported. Wouldn't that make a lot more sense? It, it, it would, but we don't know all of the inner workings, all of the, the language in the CBA and maybe what that requires them to do, you know, in terms of him being there and that sort of thing. So they made me mandated uh, by the league to have to yeah, have him there. Yes, yes, and, and – and so I think that it could be a little bit of that, but they haven't had to do some of the things that they've done either. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, even, you know, just giving a scout team look at safety, you don't do that. You don't put the shine out there like that. That's silly. You know. Yeah, you wouldn't why. do Brady or Aaron Rodgers or any other top-notch quarterback, regardless right. of the circumstance. You wouldn't put Big Ben out there or, or yeah. you know, formerly Drew Brees. I just think and that. Now, and now, now, now let's also say this. Deshaun, while he's very good, he's he has not ascended to the level of the quarterbacks you just named either. Right, but he, so, he's clearly the franchise guy here, though. That's, that's yeah. so that that's the equivalent. Not that he's on their level, but he's clearly the he's uh, uh, prior to all of this the face of the franchise. He's the guy. So you you right. wouldn't put any of the other guys on, in that situation. So yeah. I, you know, last week uh, they made a big deal of the fact that he used the expletive uh, as he walked off the practice field, saying, "Hey, why are you guys taping me? It's the same effing thing every day." Do you think he's starting to crack under pressure? I mean, obviously, I think that was much overblown. But what do you think of of that interaction and sort of where he is at this point? Well, understand this. When you haven't said a word for the first two weeks of camp, right, you have to understand anything you say is going to now become a a big soundbite. And it's going to be overblown because you've been silent all of this time. So when you say something, yes, it's it's, it's going to be news. Any little thing that he says, that was the first time, think about it, that was the first time we heard this guy's voice since the end of last season. He hasn't said a word. And let's just be honest. If we're going to just, you know, have this whole conversation, and and like I said, I like Deshaun, and and initially I was kind of on the fence on some things. Deshaun does not do a great job of making decisions, dude. And that's the problem. He has to grow up. He has to become more mature. And he has to make better decisions. I mean, all of this stuff that's going on with him right now, at the end of the day, is really on him. Deshaun should never, he, he should never have asked for a trade after taking that money from this, or signing that contract with these guys. You just don't do that. I know the McNair guy screwed up by telling him one thing and then doing another. But at the end of the day, guess what? You got generational money that's in, 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 that's in your lap. Go play ball. Yeah. Whoever they send to coach you, go, go play football. That's your job. You know, nobody's getting that. I mean, I've never seen and I, I swear, and nobody can say that they've seen it from even the best. You don't get to choose your coach. You don't get to choose your GM. McNair should never have said that to him. That's where McNair messed up because McNair, that cow dude, see, he – he just wants to, he wants to be liked. He wants to be embraced. He wants to be, you know, he, he has all of these wants that he needs, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He messed up by even saying that to Deshaun, putting that out in the atmosphere. He shouldn't have taken it that way. I mean, all right, yeah, they, they, said, it, they said one thing, they did another, but whoever they send out here to coach me, I'm about to play football. 
Well, the, I think that the NFL guys are take, trying to take a page out of the NBA book. The NBA book yeah. is the NBA book. That's not the right. NFL book. Yeah, you saw Tom Brady throw kind of throw his weight around, and he and Aaron Rodgers was throwing at, at the time throwing his weight around a little bit. And you know, I, I think but guess, guess what Aaron Rodgers is right now. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going through the same crap. But guess what he did? He showed up and played football. Yeah, you know because that's what the NFL and their CBA. It's bad. It's a bad deal. It's not player friendly, right? The owners have all of the control. The teams have all of the control. The players really don't. You got to understand the lane you in. And this is bad business. And I and I and I'll say this, you know, forever. All of these lawsuits have shown up on Deshaun. All of these accusations. This is not a coincidence, guys. Everybody need to face this and understand this. That this was done. That this was. It's kind of like the whole Kaepernick thing. The NFL is cold. They are. Better than the FBI or CIA. I'm telling you, they know stuff. They know how to. And if you embarrass them, they will embarrass you worse. So, are you hinting at the fact that you think that this was somehow? This is somehow. Um, there's a conspiracy going on. I'm, I mean, conspiracy. I mean, this is what happened, man. They look. They, they the NFL. You don't tell me with all of this stuff. They, they, these guys get investigated up and down, especially before they pay them that kind of money that they just paid to sign. They know all the dirt. They know where all the where all the bodies are buried. Understand that. Everybody needs to know that. So you they, they, you're saying that you think they, they knew of his behavior, but they just activated sort of uh, what what exactly are you saying? Are you saying they knew what well, was going well, I'm on? I'm not saying. No, no, let's 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 go out here and let's say this. Let's let's say that. I'm not going to say that they knew that he was being sexually aggressive with these women or any of that. I'm not saying that the NFL knew that, but they knew that he had a fetish for massage therapists. And it don't take, I don't think, a math scientist to understand. If you're seeing 40 different massage therapists, it ain't because you need 40 different people to rub you a different way. Okay? It's something you after. And that's why I said, too, you know, Rusty Hart, everybody... I disagree with him going to get Rusty Harden, and and I think he's a little bit. I mean, he's an older guy, but he, I know I, I understand his reputation. I know the love that he has in this city. I know what he's done, but I think this is a different type of animal. And what he he did not help Deshaun by producing eighteen other women who say that you know they <laughs> that, that, that he rubbed them down, but he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He just showed that the dude got a problem now. <laughs> I agree with you on that one because I was like, "Come on, dude, you didn't help him." Yeah, I, I don't think that that helped because, again, like you said, now that now you, now, you go from twenty yeah. to thirty-eight masseuses, right? It, it's, it's almost I think it's forty, really. Yeah, it's more than forty. Well, yeah, I mean, at the time, I think it was thirty-eight. Now a couple more, uh, whatever the yeah. number was, yeah, that, there's I mean, a it's, lot it's, of it's, them. It's a lot of them, and so my man is down to the. You had to realize, uh oh, the sun. I mean, like, well, yeah. Nobody sees 40 different massage therapists. My you man is down to the Z's in the yellow pages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this dude, I'm telling you, man, and, and, and I think the NFL, they understood. They they watch you. They investigate these guys. They they watch them like a hawk. I'm not, I don't. Because this is, this, is, this is the brand, dude. They don't, they, they, they protect the shield. Well, what, how do you think, that. how do you think this will play out? When do you think we will actually see him on a football field for any team? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, 
because I, I and, and I still would not be surprised. Don't get me wrong. If people are going to laugh, I would not be surprised if he plays for the Texans again at some point. I would not because his trade value is, is, is awkward and is weird because nobody in their right minds is going to give up what the, what the Texans would want and should want for him, right? Because there's just too many unknowns to this. I mean, Deshaun's just awesome. I mean, we, we don't really talk about this a lot, but if some of these things are true or any or, or can be proven to be true or whatever, dude, he could be facing prison time too. Now, we're we thinking about suspensions and all that other stuff. No, this could go deeper than that. Well, I know that they okay. have the sex trafficking division now looking into this situation, yes. which – Again, so, yeah, that's not yeah, good. So, so if you're a team, I mean, you know, we're gonna get us some first round picks and some star players for a guy who may not ever suit up for you. This is like having a, buying a, a, a big piece of land, right? That's very valuable, and then while you during the time that you have it, all of a sudden the housing market crashes, kind of like what happened out at uh, Astro World. That 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 how they tore all of that down and that land was supposed to be worth so much more more money and nobody's ever developed it because it was it never be, it was never worth again what you paid for it so what you do you hold on to it and that's what the texans have to do all they can really do is hold on to to Deshaun because they can't give him away for free and they won't they won't just give him away for free that that would be you know really asinine so they're not doing that they want something for him but what they want for him and what he's what he's worth if everything was everything is so much different than what people were willing to give right now. So you just got to hold on to him. So when are, the, when do you know when are any of these going to court? I mean, he says he's going to fight each up, and every one. It could one be of a them. couple of years. I'm telling this dude, this could be in limbo for a couple of years. And I think that is why I would not be surprised if after six months or so, or after six or seven weeks, Deshaun ends up back in the Texans uniform playing for the Texans or by next year. Are, are you surprised that the NFL hasn't put him on the exempt list? Nope. Not, not yet because they don't, they don't have to. I mean, and, and if they did, here's the thing. You would paint him as guilty if you made a move on him right now. And in the court of law, at this point, he's not guilty of anything. So you can't really do him like that because then – now, Busby and whoever, they can say, look, the NFL, you know, he would, he would really look even more guilty if the NFL makes a move right now. I'm, so I, don't, I can't imagine him. Yeah, I just, I just can't imagine him not being on some sort of list uh, similar to, you know, baseball with Trevor Bauer, what they're doing. I can't imagine him not being on a list before the start of the season. Because I mean, at that point, what do you do? You, you, can't, you can't do that to him, though. I mean, you... Because now the presumption of innocence is gone. And, well, and, I don't and think the let's just say that. Let's say if he got off on all of this stuff, he could sue the hell out of this out of the league. Well, here's the deal: he wouldn't be suspended. The exempt list means, hey, until he resolves this issue or that issue, it's yeah. in the best interest of the league that he, mm-hmm. he and he'll still get paid. But and, in the, the right. list. But, but in the court of public opinion, he would be guilty. And, and 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 when you start trying to get a jury of his peers, and they see this, I mean, you know, that, that, hey, you know, the NFL backed away from him. That could send the wrong message. So 
I get it why they're not. I mean, they're letting this stuff play out first. But not the NFL. We saw them got kind of get dinged as a couple of the ladies said that they didn't appreciate uh, the way the, the, the line of questioning and and they were asking where, you know, what they had on. So they were going in a little bit on the NFL's investigators. So this well, thing. But, you know, but, but I'm going to tell you what the NFL did that was smart. Is guess who were asking those questions though? Female investigators. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that won't you provide know, much mean, coverage, though. And, and and I think that you know, it, you have to be willing to answer those questions. I mean, you were you know about to tear tear apart a guy's you know life and career potentially, and so you got to be willing to you know answer answer tough questions, tough questions that you may not like. It ain't gonna always feel good, and and you got to understand too. I mean, and and they have to understand this. Those investigators, they have more time to decide. The, the the NFL has a lot tied to Deshaun. They don't have anything tied to them. You know, while it, it certainly probably wasn't cool, this won't be the last time that they're asked tough questions and questions that they may or may not like. That's part of this legal process. And, and you're talking about, you know, a man whose life could be dramatically changed by all of these things. So, yeah. Well, you know, in the Me Too era, though, you have to walk a very fine line and when you're talking about alleged victims of a, a, a sexual assault, you know, or, or a sexual mis- misconduct in some of these cases, so it's it's gonna be a very it interesting. A, it would have really been a bad look, Devin, if if there were men in that room asking those questions. I, I I would agree with that. I think that the NFL was wise to have the investigators that they had, you know, asking those type of questions, um, and and so. It kind of throws the Me Too thing out the out the window a little bit, as well. See, I don't. Um, I disagree with that. I think because yeah. I mean, I mean, we saw that almost even with the the Cosby case with him having a, a female attorney and and one of his lead attorneys was a female. Uh, I think that that is. Uh, I don't think it's as easy as to, to do it, to get rid of of a sort of a ugly look just by having a a female investigator or female attorneys. So I don't know. We'll have to see how it pans out. What have you been writing about in the Defender these days, man? I hadn't had a chance to, to catch up with you on that. I mean, I've, I've been doing a lot. I mean, you know, we looked at uh, last week, we, we looked at, at Tyrod Taylor, who's kind of been, you know, who's been quiet, just quietly, you know, put his head down and is going to work and is doing his thing. Um, and he's, you know, he's preparing to lead this team. I mean, you talk yeah, about a guy who has some bad breaks in his career, and yes. he's, he's a professional quarterback. I, I like Tyrod Taylor. I like yeah. him. I mean, I, I do too. I mean, you know, if the guy can stay healthy, it'll be great. But if not, you know, I think we'll see Davis Mills, uh, you know, we'll see the introduction of him real soon. And it kind of would be, unfortunately, for Tyrod, the third stop where this has happened, where, you know, he comes in and they got a new guy, a young guy that's, that they're, they're getting ready. And he gets hurt. They have to, you know, move that move that plan up a little bit. I mean, so it's happened to him in Cleveland. It's happened to him in San Diego. And we'll see how it, how it plays out this year with him. You, you just don't know. I mean, and then this week I'm, I did a story with uh, that's going to be really cool with, uh, and you probably know this, you know about this kid, um, Jonathan Giles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's going to do and work. I, he's going to do work for for uh, us, for the Texas Southern Tigers. Yes, and so yeah, you know, and his his story is 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 phenomenal. I mean, here's a guy who started out his career catching catching balls from Patrick Mahomes, you know, and was he was Mahomes' favorite target, 
and he also Texas. he grew up at Texas Southern. I mean, his dad yeah, is a, a, a good, good guy, great family, good dude, great player. And with, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward. If he again, he needs to stay healthy, and I think that he can still have a shot at maybe playing on Sundays. And I guarantee that Cliff Kingsbury is going to give him a shot. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Andy Reid doesn't either, because like I said, him and, and Mahomes seem like they had a really great connection. And so, um, you know, I, I just wouldn't be shocked. If Tim Tebow can get a shot. I think this kid, <laughs> you know, he'll he'll get a shot out there, you know, if that's what he really wants to do. So I, I think, and, and and this is a kid that showed up at, uh, at TSU, not because he had to, but because he really wanted to be there. Because like you said, and he said that several times throughout the piece, this is home. Yeah, he literally I, grew know, up coming up he there. He grew up down there, yeah. Yeah, his his dad uh, is the you know handles all the the videotaping for the, the 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 athletic department does a tremendous job and so yeah I remember him and his brother running around bits being around all the time you know mm-hmm. so, yeah and so. that's what he talked a lot about in this in this piece is just you know and he he told this one funny anecdote that I, that didn't make the paper about how you know like when when he met with McKinney and, and his staff. And they wanted to give him a tour of the campus. And he said, well, actually, and this is when they had, they had just started, too. He said, actually, I can give y'all a tour. <laughs> so, yeah, you know? yeah no doubt yeah, about I mean, that. That's, that's how well, you know, and so I thought that was hilarious. I mean, but, you know, he's uh, he seems like a good kid. And, and you, you hope the best for him. You hope that, the, that uh, TSU has the quarterbacks who can get him to football. I, I think we do. I mean, yeah. again, without going too deep into that, as we get closer to the Texas Southern Tiger football season as well, um, how can folks read those stories and how can they reach you on social media? Well, you know, you can go over to the Defender Network and, 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 and check check us out there. Check me out there on uh, on Defender Network. Or you can also check me out on, on Twitter at Terrence Harris. Uh, and I'm, I'm there, too. So, you know, I'm, I'm coming at you always. Hey, man, we certainly appreciate the time. Gr- great to have you back, man. Hey, man, it's good to be back. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. I want to thank Terrence for joining us. And, man, I tell you what, he had a lot to say. And, uh, hey, that's what we bring him on for. You talk about some controversial stuff that uh, he said. And and some of the stuff, you know, I get, uh, I clearly and and even agree with. A couple things, though. I don't think the Deshaun Watson situation is an NFL conspiracy. I just don't think. So to believe, I mean, I understand what he was saying, that, oh, they knew. I think that's a little bit of an overstatement on how much these guys are watched. I know that the vetting process, especially for potential first-rounders, you have teams and organizations in the league that will will really delve into a guy's background. They kind of want to know before they give him millions of dollars. Once guys are in the league, I think it's clear a little bit of a overstatement uh, to say that they're surveilled like that. Where they just live in this, you know, they're constantly. I, I do think that the teams know a lot about things that are going on uh, with guys through kind of word of mouth and you kind of guys get a, a sense of what's really going on as far as, and, and uh, that's something that maybe we can ask uh, Eddie Robinson, but I don't think that they are just, you know, around the clock having a detective on the job I, and, and to think that the NFL or the Texans conspire. And, and I've said this before for the Texans to wound and diminish the value of their number one asset 
a guy that they've already given what I think the $27 million signing bonus that you would have to go to court to fight to get any of that back. Just take away the rest of the guaranteed money on the contract, the $27 million. I mean, that's cutting off your nose to spite your face. And, and that's just not – just billionaires, even if they're stupid billionaires, don't, I don't think that they will conspire to – and then furthermore, that would entail them – I don't know, I guess knowing that uh, or uh, just anticipating that Deshaun Watson allegedly reached out to, to 40 or 50 masseuses and folks from around the country and flying them in from different cities. To, so you think that the organization that have Bill O'Brien as their head coach for so long and had Matt Schaub as their quarterback are sophisticated enough to pull off this kind of conspiracy. Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's it at all. And I just don't think that by hurting him helps them in any way. It doesn't help the ticket sales. It doesn't help their pocketbook. It doesn't help their image. It doesn't help their relationship with other potential free agents and guys in the future who may come to play for this organization. So that's what we sort of uh, disagree with. Uh, and, and then I don't think that the NFL has provided any coverage by having female investigators. Uh, a couple of the ladies who were interviewed by the NFL and the ladies that uh, interviewed them, and I had their names written down, the investigators, that didn't provide any coverage for the NFL in any way. And I don't think that – and furthermore, I don't think that the NFL really has a vested interest in protecting Deshaun. They have a vested interest in protecting themselves. Now, again, there are a lot of moving parts here behind the scenes that we don't know about, but uh, they were clearly, a couple of them were clearly unhappy with the line of questioning from the NFL investigators and just the fact that they're female investigators doesn't do much. That would be, yeah, that wouldn't work out. So I, I don't think that that is a, and again, you, in this era, you, you really want to take your time and handle any accusers with kid gloves for various reasons. But the bottom line is you want to get to the truth. If there was reason to believe that they aren't telling the truth, maybe that played into the line of questioning and it gets real funky and it gets into interpretations, uh, but I'm sure the NFL is not happy about that. So with that, it's time for the Lamar Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats and no life preserver and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamar Award goes to the player team entity, someone in or around the world of sports, that we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. Well, it's time out. It's almost like throwing rocks at the house on the hill. The mansion on the hill that you can't afford to live in, you just say, hey, I'll just chunk some rocks at this mansion, and uh, you'll never reach it, but you feel better throwing rocks. And that, that I actually even feel better about this, because I feel... You know, I am pro athlete all the way. I'm big on guys getting their money and you get whatever you can get because no league in this country is in no, none of the major sports leagues are losing money. Team owners are not going to lose money on sports. So whatever these guys make, they just are getting a bigger piece 
of a pie that already is going to exist. And I've said this a long time ago that guys, if they all play for the minimum wage, I'm talking about whatever, seven fifty eight dollars an hour, the ticket prices will be just as high. The luxury boxes will be just as high. The, the cup of beer will be just as expensive. The P, uh, the P, uh, sales will be just as high. <laughs> so they they're just getting a big, bigger piece of the pie and they only have a few years to make this money. So when you have an opportunity to make the money, you have to make the money. Now guys gamble all the time, guys bet on themselves, guys say, "Hey, I believe in me." We looked at Dak Prescott. He took a one-year deal. He got franchised and then he got hurt, but he bet on himself and he was rewarded. Good for him. Well, sometimes it doesn't work that way. For other players. And we've seen guys pass up big time money overvaluing what they meant to a team or a league. And by now, you probably have already heard the story of Dennis Schroeder, the Lakers, the former Laker point guard from OKC, a guy who I love his game. I love his energy. I like what he does. Well, the Lakers offered him a four year, $84 million contract. Uh uh-uh, uh, not good enough for Mr. Schroeder or his folks. He turned it down. I don't know what he thought was on the other side waiting for him. But uh, if this was um, let's make a deal, he picked the the elephant behind the curtain or whatever whatever the, the, the dud present is behind the curtain. He picked the wrong curtain because he had to settle on a one-year deal for $5.9 million. Can you imagine giving up $79, $78 million? $78 million. And he's never going to make that up. And I feel bad for him. And then, and again, me feeling bad for somebody that's going to make $6 million next year. It's kind of crazy in the grand scheme of things. But again, I always say this. In the vacuum of sports, it is what it is. Now, I may not ever make $84 million in life, but I guarantee you I will not lose $78 million overvaluing what I think I am. Now, again, you always are supposed to know your worth. That's on the good side and on the bad side. I'm worth this. I may not be worth that, but I'm worth this. And when you overplay your hand like Dennis Schroeder did and have to lose $78 million, my friend, my guy, room for you. But this time out, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. (laughs) Man, I hate it for that guy. And again, who cares if somebody like me feels sorry for somebody that's a multi, multi millionaire and has millions of dollars more to be made. He won't ever recoup that 78 million. I don't think that that's going to happen. There's not an elevation. I don't foresee an elevation in his game that will take him to that level. But with that, before I let go, before I let go, I want to thank our guy Terrence Harris. Hey, man, he was on fire today. He brought it, didn't he? And I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about that. If so, give us a call, 832-941-6614. Uh, check out the website, wadeswordproductions.com. The Facebook group, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group on Facebook. Let me know if you want to participate in fantasy football this year, if you want to make picks with us or play in the fantasy league, let me know. Reach out to me, whatever way you have to to let me know that also hey labira pay 
Go to thebeerpay.com, look for Sports Talk with Devin Wade, make a contribution to help the comp, the uh, podcast grow and go and get bigger and better. want to thank uh, our DJ, DJ Anarchy, our sponsors, Cobain Homes, Brighter Brains. Hey, and I want you to remember all of those things, but finally, remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.